As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Let's give thanks to uh, Sarah as she's walking out and Seth for leading us in worship today. Thanks, you guys. Seth has been a friend of High Point for years. We're just grateful, man. You know what? That's a moment. That's what it means to be together. Did you sense God's presence in the worship? He, yeah, come on, did you sense it? It's because the Bible tells us he inhabits our praises. That's why it's so important for us to not just be together, but to be focused on him. And I gotta be honest, my own testimony, I'm a truth guy, and I remember when I first became a Christian, it was all about the truth. And I wanted the Bible to direct me, and I still want that. But then as I started going to church and following after Jesus, it became about my worship. Anybody with me? And that I was able to worship him in spirit and truth. And so that's what we want to do. It's the combination of the worship and the word. And so you just experience the worship. We're going to experience it at the close. But now we want to experience God's word. So if you have a Bible, open it up to John chapter 14. We're going to look at, well, we're starting a new series. Anybody excited about that? New three-week series. It's called Red Letter Christmas. Anybody know why I'm calling it Red Letter? Jesus. It, that was good. Somebody just said Jesus, and then, you know, it's just like, that is the answer. And so if you, maybe in your old school Bible, Jesus' words are red letter. That's the way it is here in mine. And so not only do we want to look this December at the manger, but we want to look at the words of Jesus. And what he said to direct us. And so I'm so thankful our children's ministries, actually they're um, celebrating the themes of Advent. That's what we're gonna do in the next three weeks. We're gonna celebrate over the month the themes of Advent. And they're actually handing out these cards. Isn't this awesome? If you got a uh, kid up in the uh, children's ministry, um, they're handing out these cards that have each of the themes of Advent. Today's, over the next few weeks, today's is about peace. And so we're going to look at one verse about peace. What they're doing is they've got a verse here. There's also some resources. We want to come alongside our parents to help them, give them tools in their hand. They actually not only have a verse to look at, but there's a little um, sheet that gives you an activity to do at home for this season, as well as there's an Advent playlist. Is that cool? So if you're a parent and your kid's going to be coming home with that Advent playlist, and it's just some tools that we want to help you so that you can celebrate this season as a family at home. So I hope you'll appreciate that. Let's praise God for our children's ministry and all the people that are serving even now. I want to share with you the verse. So we're going to look at one verse each week in this series from Jesus, red letter, and it's going to correlate to Advent and the themes of Advent. So I'm going to ask you to do something a little different. Let's stand together. Can we do that? Let's stand together. We don't always take a lot of tradition, but let's stand for the reading of God's word. I'm not just going to read it to you. I'm going to have us read it together. So take a look at the screens. 
And let's begin and read John 14, verse 27. Begin with me. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Father, as we stand together, I pray this verse would resonate in our hearts. I pray that this peace that we're going to be talking about today would take root in a greater way. May we experience the fullness of your peace this season so that we be conduits to others. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. amen. And you may be seated. I want to give you five biblical truths about peace. So for the note takers, go ahead and write down the first biblical truth is peace is available to all. So we're taking one verse today. We're going to take it apart phrase by phrase. That's what Jesus says when he says, peace, I leave with you. Think about what's been left. Sometimes after the service, people leave things in here like keys or like wallets or like phones. And, and what do you do? You got to come back and get it. Jesus is leaving something for us. He's like the Amazon driver that leaves the package at your front door. He's like the four-year-old that leaves a mess for you as a parent to clean up. He's like what? He's like, I don't know, maybe the person who left a message for you. Does anybody leave messages anymore? And it's like, there's a message that I have to listen to. It's been left. So Jesus has left something right in front of all of us. It's available to every single person who has walked the face of the earth. It's available to the people in your neighborhood. It's available to your family. It's available to the people at school. It's available to all those people we're going to see when we go watch our kids sing at the Christmas uh, special. We talk about it, but we got to pick it up. And so that's what Jesus is saying. This peace I leave with you. But there was great misunderstanding of this peace back then as there is today. What do I mean? Well, let's take a look at the context of the verse and look at John chapter 14. And the disciples, they begin to ask these questions. Because what's going on is Jesus is leaving physically so that the Holy Spirit can come spiritually. And so he's leaving, he's with his disciples, and the Holy Spirit comes to bring this peace that we pick up. And so there's all kinds of questions. And so let's look at the questions. Look into your Bibles on your phone or hardback one. Look what Thomas says in verse five. He says to him, to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where, you, where you're going. <laughs> How can we know the way? So again, Jesus is leaving physically for the Holy Spirit to come spiritually so that peace will come to all. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's red letter. That's a big verse in itself. That's a verse that causes controversy, that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that Jesus is the only road to heaven. But let me say it like this. He'll take any road. He'll go down any road to get you there. Amen? Amen? He'll go down this road and that road, and he wants to bring you to himself to experience peace. And then look at the next question. 
just walking down John chapter 14, good old-fashioned Bible church. Anybody excited about being in church today? And look what it says in verse 8. Philip said to him, so the disciples, they got questions just like we got questions. Is the Bible true? Is it real? Is, is God who he says he is? If, if we all have these questions. Yes, 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 yes. Look at Philip. Lord, show us the Father and it's enough for us. Like, bring him right now. And then look at Jesus. Look what Jesus said to him in verse 9. Hey, have I not been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Wow. Drops the mic. I am the Father. I am God in the flesh. That is what Christmas is about. And then you just keep reading. And again, the Holy Spirit needs to come spiritually. Jesus needs to leave physically. For us, Jesus what? He comes to us spiritually so that we can experience the Holy Spirit physically. But there's more questions. Look at, look at what happens next. Judas, in verse 22, don't get nervous, not Iscariot. It says right in your Bibles. It's not Iscariot. He says, he says, Lord, how is it that you will manifest or show yourself to us and not the world? Good question. Like, like well, how's this going to happen if you're going to leave? They're confused. And I love this. Jesus answers their questions just as he asks our questions. If you're in pursuit of peace, he, he wants to answer the question because he's left it for us to pick up. And I love this. Look what he says. He says, in verse 23, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. He's talking about obedience. And my father will love him. So obedience is proven through our love and we'll come to him. We'll make our home with him. That's what we want to do. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word. So obedience is important this Christmas. And the word that you hear is my, mine, but the father who sent me again, it's, it's him. And then we're going to get into our verses or our verse, but verse 25 makes it, these things I've spoken to you. I've said all this while I'm with you physically, but remember he's leaving but the helper, who's the helper? Uh, Bible answers that. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to be coming, spiritually speaking, and he'll teach you all things, and he'll bring to remembrance all things I have said to you. And then what does it say? Peace I leave. So, so that's how we get the peace. Jesus has to leave physically for them, for the Holy Spirit to come spiritually to, to them just, just like us now. And so I want us to experience the fullness of peace because second biblical truth, peace is personal to all. It's personal to you and to me. It, it's like, it's individual. It's like, you know, this is my watch. It's mine. It's not yours. This is my ring. It's mine. It's not yours. This is my sweater. It's mine. It's not yours. It, there's ownership. Look what Jesus says. My peace. I ain't giving you my sweater. I ain't giving you a watch. I ain't giving you my ring. But, but Jesus gives us his peace. He, he leaves it. I was looking for the tree. I guess we have these little trees. He leaves it. That's a joke. There's big trees out in the lobby. We'll have a tree next week, I promise. <laughs> he leaves it like a gift. And, and it's a gift that he gives to us. And it's from him. 
And it's the gift that keeps on giving. I like to frustrate my family at Christmas. And have you ever done this where you wrap a gift within a gift within a gift? Anybody do that? Remember, I did that with Jody, and I'd say, like, I got her a little piece of jewelry, and I put it in another, and another, and another. She's like, what the heck, what the heck? And all it did was frustrate her, so I do that every year. <laughs> but we're talking about peace. <laughs> but this gift, it's not nothing and one, it's threefold. It's three gifts in one. It's big box, wow. Next box, wow. Third box, Wow. There's three types of peace in the Bible. So now, if you've been coming to church here for any length of time, you'll say, I've heard this. We like that. But now my question is, are you experiencing it to the fullest? Are you teaching it to the people that God has sovereignly placed around you? So it's not just about you. Too much church, it's about me. No, it's about you being full to spill yourself on others. Am I speaking truth today? And, and that's what we want to be. We want to be peace givers, but we need to understand there's three kinds of peace. And what happens is we want people to experience one kind, and it only comes through the other. So let me go over them, and then we'll hit them each three, uh, each individually. So there's peace with God, there's peace from God. There's peace of God. How do I know that? I didn't make it up. I, I know it because that's what the Bible says. And so peace with God, first type of biblical peace, that's as a result of a relationship with Christ. I've opened up the gift and I've embraced Jesus as my Savior and Lord. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified, that means made holy, made right, by faith, doesn't say by works. My old history and background, I just always see that. It's like immediately, it's like glaring at me. Why? Because I spent a long time thinking that it was about what I did or what I do to gain God's favor instead of what's been done, D-O-N-E, right? Yep. Do you know that? Yes, a lot of people you know don't know that. It doesn't say you've been justified, made right with God by what you do, it's by what you've done. What's been done, not by you, by Jesus on the cross. That's why it says we have peace with God through who? Not your individual name and who you are and what you've done. It doesn't talk about your family and the spiritual heritage that you have. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he did and that I embrace that by faith. And, and that gives me peace with God. So what's peace with God bring? Second kind of peace, peace from God. This is the shalom. We see it 14 times in the New Testament. Paul often uses it at the beginning of his letters like here. And this is what follows and shows that you have a personal relationship with God, that you experience this peace. It's a state of well-being. And, and so that's why Paul says, he writes to those in Rome who are loved by God, called to be saints. You're a saint too. You don't feel like a saint. You are. Bible tells you so. Sinners become saints because of Jesus' work on the cross. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Third kind of peace. This is the one we want. Peace of God. This is the calm assurance that, that, that you know that God is in control 
And, 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 and I know, despite the fact that I can't, I can't figure this out, I don't know what's happening, and, and my life is a wreck, and this is happening around me, that, that God is sovereign, and he is in control. Despite what I think, despite what I even feel at times, this is the peace of God. We quote this verse often, Philippians 4, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to known. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it will do what? It will guard your hearts and your minds. I love that picture. It's going to guard your heart and your mind from uncertainty and difficulty. And peace, we see this word 92 times in the Bible. It, it, it's the same one from John 14. And if we double click on it, what it means is it's the absence of inner conflict and inner turmoil. It literally means tranquility. It literally means rest. So despite what's happening around me, I can experience tranquility and rest through peace of God. If you got it, give me a head nod. So these are the three types. This is the problem. We want to experience the peace of God without the peace from God and the peace with God. I would suggest to you that the person you may be praying for and wanting to experience that peace that surpasses all understanding, it only comes if you have peace with God and from God. I can't just grab a hold of this one do you hear what I'm saying? That I have to have peace with God. I have to have a relationship with him for that him to funnel down the peace from God and the peace of God in the midst of my circumstance. So that's why we got these cards. So if you're new with us, uh, Seth, we got these cards. And what these are is we're just, we're just saying, hey, we got some people in our lives that we want them to not only experience peace of God, but we know they need to experience the peace with God to get the peace from God in the midst of their turmoil. So what we did last week is, and we're getting ready because we got these big services next week, December 18th, it's what we call an impact service, okay? And an impact service, we're gonna have special music, we're gonna have special testimonies, we're gonna share the gospel, we're gonna talk about um, joy, it's gonna be an Advent theme, I'm gonna, I'll tell you, I'm gonna give you five biblical truths about joy. And it's gonna be shared in such a way where the person that may be not experiencing joy or peace or hope right now is gonna understand that it comes through Jesus. Anybody excited about that? So this is an opportunity for you, these cards where you write down a name of a person that you know, somebody you love, maybe somebody turned their back on God or they're going to a church that, uh, a church that doesn't make the gospel really clear and you want them to experience this peace. And so that's what we're doing, and we're gonna pray for these. Our pastoral staff and our team will put them up on the wall and we'll pray. So, so just write down the first name of the person you wanna pray for, and we call it the Prayer Care Share Challenge. Let's widen the net. I want you to think of a person that you need to pray for this month. I want you to think of a person you need to care for. Maybe it's a neighbor going through a hard time, and you can share a word of encouragement. I, I want you to think of a person you can share with. Well, what do I do when, I, when God reveals the name of that person to me? 
Are you listening? You bring the card up. And some of you have already put cards up. That's awesome. But maybe God's revealing someone else to you that you want to pray for, care for, and share with this December. And go ahead and even at any point of the service, I want you to fill it out and you could do it right now. You say, isn't that going to be an eruption because you're speaking and you're doing such an awesome job? (laughs) No. I want that kind of interruption. That God's word is going forth and you're hearing from him and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, that friend of mine needs peace, man. They're going through that conflict with their kid. And and, and awesome, let's praise the Lord for his goodness and grace. And so, so it's like, I just want to pr- I want you to pray for me so that I can share the peace. And, and so at any point in the service, it won't be a distraction. It's going to be a, a thought that I, I want people to experience peace. And so just come forward and, and, and do that. Um, it was funny because I, I was thinking about this guy. I laid down a card uh, yesterday. Not yesterday. It was um, last week. And um, I, this guy came up to me. He goes, hey, you guys got Christmas services? at the health club. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, what, do you think we just take off? Like, yeah, we got some services coming up, you know? It's like, I'm here every week. I mean, I've been asking you every weekend to come to our church. And, and it was interesting because what was happening is he goes, well, I think I might join you. And I almost, I almost fell off the locker room bench. I'm like, I, this is a guy I've wrote his name down before. I, I, I know this guy. I've been playing hoops with him. And, and he just, he said to me, he goes, man, I'm... I'm at my church, and I don't want to get in too deep here, but he's like, they're just not teaching our kids about truth. And like, like if I come to the service, what does it look, what is it like? And, and I gave him my standard line. Hey, you know, I grew up in a church where, I, I, you know, I, I got bored from the Bible. I, I didn't even know what the guy was talking from the Bible. I didn't know the epistle was in the Bible. And so if you're going to come to our church, it's going to be 75 minutes and, and you're going to be able to to relate it to your life and, and, and live to be a better person. And, and he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And I'm like, your kids don't need that by themselves. You need it too. And then so I'm writing his name down because I, I kind of, I wonder if this is like you. Do, do you kind of think to yourself, I've been praying for this person for so long. And like, well, God's not doing it. Anybody been there? Let's just be honest in church. And, and so, do you understand? Thanks so much. Do you understand that, that as I write down my friend's name, and, and, and this is a reminder that I'm going to do what I said, and I'm going to invite him, that it isn't about the name that you wrote on the card specifically. It's not all about them. Do you hear what, my heart in this? It's not all about their faith. It's about your faith. Will you be faithful to pray? Will you be faithful to care? Will you be faithful to share? Even when it's like nine years, 10 years, I've been there. I remember it took nine years for our parents to even listen to us about Jesus. It's not just about their faith. It's about your faith. So respond as you feel led. Um, The Lord's word is good, and we're gonna be speaking through this series next week about joy. Third biblical truth. Good stuff? This is the qualifier. I love our church here. I just got to be honest. I'm over in Wheaton and it's a non-responsive culture. 
If you're visiting with Wheaton, please take this message back. I, I just was over there, and it's like I'm pulling teeth. I'm, I'm like, thanks. I, I'm, you used to go to my health club. What happened? You don't go there anymore? I just called him out. He, he's, he, he doesn't. He, oh, that's, it's your back. Oh, it's your back. Oh, my back. I know. I'm serious. I, I shouldn't have said that. Pastor that doesn't care. Okay, so, so, so what was I saying? I don't even remember. You guys want the news. So they're, just, they're just not used to it. And so it's like, you know, I'm like, I literally, I went and I grabbed a person. I said, fill out a card. And I, no, I'm kidding. But, but we want to learn to be responsive. And, and again, because this is the qualifier, peace is only accessible through the cross. So not everybody's going to ex- experience this peace to the third degree, the peace with God and the peace from God and the peace of God, because they, they don't embrace the totality of the message. So we're going to do a Bible study, and, and we're going to do a Bible study. Red letter, it's not just about the baby in the manger. It's about who he came to be. And so I want to talk to you about the price, and I want to talk to you about the pathway of biblical peace. And so the price and the pathway is this. The baby born in the manger grew to become a boy. And so we often don't think about that. There's not much said in the scripture, but we know from Luke chapter two, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. And I love this. You're going to see this phrase again. The favor of God was upon him. Man, can, I mean, anybody who's held a baby in their arms, our God came to us like that? Our God, but he grew. And then the boy grew to become a man. And we got to get this picture out of our head that Jesus was some kind of wimp or some kind of weakling. or he, he was a strong man. He was an influential man. There was just something about him. I don't know. I'm not saying he was like, you know, he could bench press 250. I'm saying there was just something about him, the compassion that he had. And he just struck you. And I don't know if it was his eyes. And, and, and the scripture says Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And, and, and then the man was like any other man we've ever seen. Is this awesome? And the scripture says that when he was baptized, immediately he saw heavens open up and torn open and the spirit descending on a, love, a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. I mean, it's awesome. She literally jumped over a chair. Can, can you come to Wheaton with me? I, I, uh, but, but let's not lose, so, so he, he was like any other man. So his baptism, and we're going to have baptisms next week. If you want to get baptiz- baptized, it, that's a sign that what? That I have experienced peace with God. It's a public testimony. We're going to do it next week. And, and so, so it's an opportunity for you to declare your faith. We want to do that in the holiday season. And, and now the heavens aren't going to open up. I'm sorry. The roof's not going to come up, and God's not going to shout down. We'll be shouting, and he'll be pleased, I promise you. But Jesus is like any other man who've ever lived. And, and then, I love this. Look what it says in John chapter 21. Because the man did miracle after miracle. It says, now there was also many others that Jesus, many other things Jesus did. And so many of them that I suppose that the world itself could not 
contained the books that would be written. So we have miracles about Jesus, but it, it doesn't fail to compare to what he actually did. And then we know the story. The man was falsely accused and arrested. The chief priest came and they took him and they put him to death. They bound him. They led him away. They delivered him to punch it to Pilate, the governor. And the man was next, please, brutally beaten, tortured, and crucified. Hey, I thought we were talking about Christmas. This is the price of peace. We just, you know, too many people want to ignore Christmas. And the people that understand Christmas don't understand the price that needed to be paid. He, he, he had to be, he spit on and, and struck and mocked and stripped. And they crucified him. For me to have peace in the midst of the storm that I'm suffering, for you to have peace of God, he had to die. But the good news, he rose from the grave on the third day. And so I love 1 Corinthians 15 because it's probably the most clear. I'm a pretty simple person. I like things really clear. And so this is the best, I would say, and shortest explanation of the gospel in the entire Bible. And so Paul says, I delivered to you as first importance what I also received. What he means is, I'm not just selling you some snake oil or something that hasn't happened to me. He's saying, and here's the gospel, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. It was prophesied. And he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the, the scriptures. I wouldn't be able to understand my experience if I wasn't able to confirm it through the Bible. Does that understand? That could be what's wrong with the church. Ooh. That, that I can't understand it if it's not confirmed. So God wants to bring peace. And so that's the gospel. Oops, I almost forgot one. This is the most important one. That where is he now? Well, he's seated at the right hand of God. And look at Hebrews. I love it. I'm telling you. He's the, he is the radiance, Jesus is, of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power after making purification of sins. Why do we have to talk about this at Christmas? Because that's the only way to get peace, the purification. And then it says he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. It's peace comes at a cost. D.L. Moody, famous guy, evangelist in Chicago, he wanted everybody to experience the peace. But look what he said. A great many people are trying to make peace, but that's already been done. God's not left it for us to do. All we have to do is enter into it. Why? Because Jesus has left us peace and Jesus is giving us peace so that we will share the peace. I was just hoping that like when I said share the peace, like somebody would come up. And they'd... <laughs> I know someone will, but I'm not begging you because I'm in Naperville. <laughs> we want to share the peace. And as we joke and laugh and I have a little fun with us, some of us, our own dinner tables, that there's not peace. And... and and in our workplace or in our circle of friends, there's just not peace right now. 
and maybe even with your spouse. That just, you know, we woke up this morning and, and we're not experienced this peace. We're not united, some of us with our kids or our brothers or our siblings. There's not peace. There's too many churchgoers. We're just not experiencing peace with one another. Like that's the whole thing. And so why do we want it so bad? Well, that's the last two biblical truths. Because next, it's comforting to my heart. And that's, hopefully you'll see, this isn't me. It's what is in the scripture. And so that's the phrase, let your hearts not be troubled. If you double click on this word troubled in the original language, we see it 17 times in the Bible. And it literally means, uh, what's that thing, uh, what's that thing called in the middle of your washer? Do you know what that's called? It's an agitator. Very good. Very, very good. Front row. And it's an agitator. And that's what this word means. It means to be free from agitation. Now, in your washer, the agitator is used to rub the clothes together so that they will become clean. I happened to think about this, so I looked in the washer yesterday, and it's like, well, the washer doesn't have an agitator. <laughs> so some people believe, just get ready for important things you're learning at church today. Some people believe that the agitator actually wears your clothes out, so they got rid of it. And so I'm like, where's the agitator? And Jody said, you're the agitator. Seriously, that it removes the agitator. The problem's still going to be there. The situation, the agitation in your heart, your heart is going to be set free. Now, the problem might still be there. The difficulty still may have to be handled. The hard conversation may still need to be said. But, but I'm not troubled. I don't talk about this very often, and I'm going to do it today, and some of you are going to be amazed because I don't talk about my dog, Teddy, because Teddy is only this big, and I'm this big, and I don't think it's manly to have a dog this big when you're this big. And so he's a little Yorkie, and I'm going to say he was. And so he's been in our family for 16 years. And so I was reminded, I'm like, um, oh my goodness, um, Aaron, he's our middle daughter's dog. And so Jody and I were speaking. Uh, I was at a, doing a conference up in, of all places, Canada. This is 16 years ago. And, and the next day, we were traveling back, and it was Aaron's birthday. And so I'm just, you know, I'm the joyful dad. And I'm just like, right, we got the biggest present waiting for you when you get home. It's so awesome, Aaron. And you're never going to believe what we bought you when you get home. And part of it was because I forgot. I didn't get her anything. And I knew I had a day. And, and Jody, Jody's like, you know what you're doing, don't you? I said, no, I'm just having a little fun. She goes, she thinks there's going to be a dog when we get home. She's been asking for a dog for 10 years. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And I had given her, I tried this, maybe you're a parent, I didn't grow up with any animals, so I gave her, like, we gave her first books about dogs, then we gave her the mechanical dogs, we gave her the stuffed animal dogs. Is, are, you, are your parents trying to do that with the kids? It doesn't work, they break you down. And then, so, so we got this dog at 
Petco, I think. I, I never bought a dog. I didn't even know how to buy a dog. So I went into to get a dog, and a little dog, and, and, and I saw $33 a month, and then I saw $64 a month, and I'm like, holy, is this for how long? Is this the rest of my life? Like, how much do dogs cost? Is that like $15,000? Is that a thought? Like, I had no clue. And she's like, I want this one. I didn't even ask. I just bought it. We just paid the dog off last week. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> But honestly, I, I held this thing, and you know everybody's tearful, and and, and I had Teddy, and I, 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 you know, Aaron lives in Pennsylvania, so we um, we FaceTimed her, and literally, I kid you not, she says goodbye to the dog. I walk out to the garage, I'm holding the dog, and the dog dies. And so it's been crazy, you know, and people have been giving us stuff and talking and this. And so I'm not, you know, what I'm trying to say is God brings comfort in all our situations, no matter what hurt you're experiencing. And sometimes the comfort comes through his word. Isn't that true? And, and I love the verse, Psalm 119, write this down, 165. It's awesome. It says, great peace come to those who love God's law. Great peace comes to those who love God's word. And great peace comes to us through his spirit. That's what we're talking about. And great peace comes through us as people. And we've experienced people just saying thank you and sorry and and it's just, it's just, we are the ones to share the peace. We're the conduits of God's peace. And so I'm not making a statement theologically, but some people are saying, you'll see him again in heaven. Teddy, my dog? And I'm, I've been doing this long enough, I ain't saying nothing right now. I know, don't come up at, I know there's animals in heaven, I know there's horses, and I know that, and all that, but I, I just know this. I'm not saying anything about dogs. All I'm saying is I know for sure the Bible teaches there's no cats. <laughs> Let's move on. God wants to bring peace. He, he wants to bring peace. And sometimes, isn't it true that peace comes through Laughter. And peace comes through joy. And peace sometimes just comes through just reflecting with your family about, man, remember that memory and remember that and remember this. And, and he gets us there. And so lastly, I'm going to call the worship team forward and we're going to look at um, peace is soothing to my soul. So we're going to get ready because we're just going to, we're going to worship in a moment. And so it, this last phrase, neither let them be afraid. So do you see, it's all coming from here, these five biblical truths. And so we don't have to be fearful at all. That, that, that what? That God wants to, he wants to slay your fears. He, he wants to get rid of them. And, and he does it through a peace. The peace with God that must come first, the peace from God that follows, and the peace of God that puts its finger on the thing that you have unrest about even maybe right now. So I'm going to ask us to stand if you're able. And I just want to close with a song and a story about the song. And so the song is a well-known hymn, and it's written by a guy 
um, named Horatio, and let's just put his picture up on the board, Spafford. And, and, and some of you know this song. And, and so what happened is he wrote this song, and when he was writing it, he, see, he was, it's got a Chicago connection. He was a lawyer and a great real estate developer here in the Chicagoland area. Then the great fire of 1871 or, came, and, 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 and he lost a lot. And so he had four girls. He was a girl dad. And, and he, he said, we got to go on vacation. So he sent his wife, Anna, and his four girls to England. And they went on a ship to cross the Atlantic. And, and so he, like many times happens, like, oh, work called, and I had to go back into the office. And so he, he went into the office and sent them ahead. Well, some know the story that the ship hit a tanker and, and it sunk. And 200 people, over 200 people lost their lives, including his four daughters. One of them was only 18 months old. And so his wife made it to England. And so as soon as he got word back, he got on the next ship and he started sailing over. And the way the story goes, the, the captain of the ship, when they got to that precise spot where the incident, the tragedy occurred and he lost his four daughters in the sea, the captain said, this, this is it. And I don't know all the lengths of it, but history records that he, he penned these words. And, and so he wrote this down. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot that was taught me to say, it, it is well, it is well with my soul. And so I don't know what has befallen you at this time and what's happening, but as we look at this, at, at these biblical truths about peace, which is the one, let's put the truths up, which is the truth that you need to claim today in the midst of the uncertainty? And I know, I, some, for some this season, you, you're celebrating it without someone who was here last season and you're, you're grieving still. Or you're going through a difficulty or a life change. And, and there, there's uncertainty and there isn't peace. And so I'm saying let's claim the peace. Let's share the peace. And, and let's let God, through his spirit, comfort our soul. It can be well with your soul right now as you submit yourself to him. So let's sing it together. Let's experience the peace. Let's share it with others.